0: We're cousins and best friends. We live right next door to each other. We were born three months apart. A lot of people think we're twins. Thanks for listening to the Something Epic for Kid podcast. We'll talk about fashion tips, friendship advice, stuff we learned in school, and most of all the epicest topics we know about. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at somethingepicforkids at gmail.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Let's get started. What do you want to talk about? How about we do MDCT? So anyway, what MDCT stands for is Mother Mother Daughter Daughter Camping Camping Trip. Trip. Mother Daughter Camping Trip is basically when you go with your moms, and I went with my mom, and Ainsley went with her mom. So basically, it's Mother Daughter Aunt Cousin Trip. MDCT is held on Mother's Day weekend each year. The first day of MDCT, I'm wearing that outfit, the same out- outfit I wore. And she's wearing the outfit that we always wear our first day going to MDCT. Ashley Nichol was a really fun girl that was a George of everything. Also, there's this uh, lady from Scotland, I forget her name, and she was by the horses, and I got to ride a horse around a corral, and so did Ainsley. That was really fun, too. I rode a horse uh, named Piper, and she rode one named Juliet. Oh, I remembered. The girl from Scotland was named Laura. She was really nice. I liked her accent. Here's some activities we did. We... High-eyed shirts The second for the second time, the third time for her. We did archery, which was so fun. I actually got one on the target. I got a red, which is right next to a yellow. The yellow is the bullseye, so I was so close to getting it. And don't tell anyone, but it was my only target shot. And I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't that good at archery. And I hit everything on the target, white, black, blue, red, and except for yellow, which is the bullseye, as she said. The red was like in between the red and the yellow, almost touching the yellow, so close to touching the yellow. And I really wish it had touched. We actually lived in a yurt, which was called Apollo. A yurt is sort of a cabin like thing, except it's only you, it's round shaped, it has five, six beds. And it has a pointy tip, like a code. But the only problem is the yurt didn't have a bathroom. So whenever we had to go to the bathroom, we had to go outside. It was technically like an outhouse. And then we had to go into the bathroom. (laughs) And also, my mom and I went for a long hike. And it was so, so fun. We saw raccoon prints, a dead shrew. A dead what? Shrew. What's a shrew? Like, kind of like a mouse thing. Kind of like a mole. Oh. Oh. Also, we saw three snails, which is really fun. And also, in the yurt, basically they have 12 beds because each bed is a bunk bed. I slept on the top, and she slept right next to me on the top on a different bunk bed. And my mom slept on the one that was next to Ainsley on the bottom. And the one next to my mom, Ainsley's mom, slept on the bottom. So, basically... The mom's on the bottom and the girl's on top. High five. We We love love playing playing carpet carpet ball, ball, which is this really fun thing. And, like, there's this long table and, like, in each side there's, like, a little hole. And you set up all your balls. And there's this one special ball that you um, try to get the other player's balls in. And once you get all their balls into the little hole, you win. But the other player gets another turn. So they could see if it's a tie, you each put up two balls. And if it's a tie for that one, you put up one ball. And then if it's a tie for that, then you just keep putting up one ball until it's not a tie. So it's really, really fun and hard sport, and I like challenging sports, so that's a good thing. And also, so we met a really nice girl named Noah. And she showed us around her cabin, and I, we showed her around our yurt, which wasn't really much to see, but because it's sort of small. It's small, but big. And the beds were all lined up around the edge of the yurt, which was really fun, leaving a space from the front door and the back door. So I liked living in a yurt, and I liked having a new friend named Noah. Yeah. Well, that's our MDCT segment for this week. See you next segment. Bye. We had a really fun time at this place, and we want to share it with you guys. So this is going to be the special Simmons School segment. The Simmons School was a one-room schoolhouse from back then. And by back then, I mean 1892. It was really fun because we were sitting pioneers in school, and I thought it would be really, really fun to go to Simmons School, the one-room schoolhouse. There were like 17 items, basic items, that we had to do from 1892. Okay, the first one is we had to dress like pioneers. We also had to use pen and ink. We had to bring authentic lunches. So we used something like apple, cheese, bread. I had a special treat. I had lemonade in a mason jar, and my mom actually um, made the lemonade homemade. We had to play pioneer games. Well, we didn't have to. It was fun. Like stilts, tin stilts, which you had to balance on the cans with a rope connecting them. A button game. It's a wooden spiral. And then when you hold it, it like spins around because the string around it has already raveled. And it makes a cool whirring sound. And there's a jump rope, etc. Oh, there's also a of war That one's really fun. And it's like one room that literally has... One room. It has just desks that you got to choose who you sat with. I sat with my friend, so it was really fun to do all the desks. And what I thought was interesting is that girls were on one side and boys were on the other instead of all scattered. Like in my real school, I sat next to a boy. We had to use slates, which are kind of these little chalkboards, but what you write on them is soapstone, not chalk. We had different lessons than usual. We had history. We had a spelling bee. We never usually have those subjects. We usually just have social studies, science, literature, language arts, math. We did have a bit of mathematics, but it was sort of easy, like not something we would work on with our, t- our math teacher. Here's a funny thing. There is a dunce cap. We call it someone got dunced. Dunce means stupid, and it's like a cone-shaped hat. If you have to get the dunce hat, that means you're stupid. You get it because you did something bad. The teacher put a mouse in her own desk, well, to play, and she freaked out. She had to try to find the little face that meant that they did it. My friend had to sit in the dunce cap because she had this nervous look on her face. Even though she didn't do it, she just thought it would be funny to sit in the dunce cap. Another thing I would like to add is our friend who got dunced, actually, she agreed to it and she was asked to do it. The reason I know that is because our teacher told the teacher that taught us at Simmons School that I would be a good choice, so I was asked, but I said I didn't really want to do it, but now I regret that because I want to, I want to do it right now. I want to explain about how it happened to me. (laughs) It would be a great thing for the podcast. Everyone has two-people desks. They're all wooden, and they're facing the teacher instead of being lined out in a circle around the classroom like it has in a real school. There was lye soap, which is an old-time kind of soap. And we had to pour a little water into where the soap was. We had to rub it on our hands. Well, there was a water pump and we pumped the water like if you did the lye soap and then when it was your turn someone pumped water for you, then you pumped water for the next person in line. And then you, then you held the towel for the person who just who, who um just washed their hands. So, it was just a fun thing to do. We had lunch outside, which was really fun and Right when we were done with lunch, we could just get up and do recess. So we had to make our own butter by putting the cream into a jar and shaking it up until it got hard enough to be butter. And then we put it on crackers, and it was a buttercracker snack for all of us. We had to call elders, ma'am, or sir, because, well, you know, they did that back then. And it was fun calling our teacher, ma'am, like, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and I don't know, ma'am. It was really fun saying that. What I liked is we had to call attendance, like, roll call, and every time she did the roll call, she would make up something, and apparently my mother was making recipes for the Open Box Festival, which was coming up soon. I was gathering recipes, and the teacher asked if my mother was going to make the famous sugar cookies that she makes every time at the Open Box Festival, and I said, yes, (laughs) ma'am. The teacher asked me to tell my mom, thank you for helping for the Open Box Festival. So I did, even though my mom had nothing to do about it. She had no idea. We had to play along with any spring planting or Open Box Festival stuff. And we had to have have fun. fun. So we had a lot of fun at the Simmons School. Bye. See you next segment. Our next segment is something really awesome that happened today. Let me just tell you, we're learning about hearts in school, and And we we got to do a a sheep sheep heart heart dissection. dissection. So we saw the vena cava, which is the second biggest vessel in the heart, and also the aorta, which is the biggest vessel, and the pulmonary valve, which was really cool. It led to the left ventricle, and the aorta led to the left ventricle, too, and the vena cava went to the right. It was really cool dissecting. Is there anything else you'd like to say? We cut open the heart with a steak knife, and when I put my steak knife through, then I put it through a little hole. I stuck it through the aorta, and I looked on the other side of the heart, and the edge of the knife had popped out, out of the aorta. No, it was the vena cava. It actually went through, and you could see the very edge sticking out of the hole that was the vena cava cool. Our science teacher, Mrs. W, did a really good job teaching us about this and she's a really good science teacher. And one more thing, my partner and I had the biggest heart. One cool thing about our science teacher, she's awesome. Like, she's more than just a teacher. She sees our views, too. And she says, if something's really gross, the code word for gross in the science lab is, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and if it's actually interesting, you have to say it in a different way. This is if it's gross, how you say interesting? Interesting. And this is how you do it if it's actually interesting. Interesting, like that. But mostly, mostly everyone was doing interesting. Except for me. I I think almost nothing is gross. The sheep heart was so cool. I can't wait until we get to do shark dissections. I know. The sheep part was really interesting in a real way, not gross. We love animals, so that's why we w- sometimes want to become a doctor or a vet. It would really help us save lives if we knew, if we knew how to cure things, if, you, if we knew what they looked like. See you next segment. Bye. What is your name and job?
1: My name is Shelley Bergman, and I am a digital writer for Indie's Child Parenting Magazine.
0: How often do you write?
1: I have two posts every month for Indie's Child Magazine.
0: Do you like doing this? Why or why not?
1: I do like doing it. I am very passionate about our community and all the fun things that we have to offer for parents to do with their kids. I only moved here a year ago but I am a Hoosier native and now that I'm back I now have a child that's two and a half and I like to take her places and I like to share my experience with other people. Who motivates you to do your best? I would say my husband and then my daughter. I want to show them that I'm trying hard and make them proud and be a good role model.
0: How did you get to be (laughs) well-known?
1: I wouldn't say I was (laughs) well-known. I first started out with a blog called DIY Mama, and I came to Indiana, and Indy's Child had seen a piece of mine and reached out to me to ask me if I would like to write for child and I am now and I really like it we just had a writers meeting at my house last week and we all got together to brainstorm and I really really like the people that I write with so it's really fun do you
0: look forward to writing like when you're about to do it are you like yes it's time for me to write
1: <laughs> I look forward to going to cover the pieces I really like experiencing the activities and taking photos of them. The writing part is not as natural to me. I have a background in hospitality, so journalism has never been a part of my background. But the more that I do it, the easier it is for me to express my feelings and what I learned on my activities.
0: What is the most interesting person you've wrote about?
1: Well, I don't really write a about people. I mostly write about places. I did meet a very interesting person though and she opened an exhibit here at the Children's Museum even though she lives in London and it was very interesting to meet her.
0: How did you become interested in writing?
1: I started writing for my blog when I had my daughter because I was staying at home with her. I stopped working to be at home with her and I I like to be around people a lot, so I was very lonely just being at home with my daughter, and so I wanted to share with people what we were doing, and my family lived in another state, so I wanted to keep everyone up to date with what we were learning, where we were going. I do personal organizing as well, so how I was organizing her clothes and diaper bag and everything like that, so that's why I started writing, and I built a community Within the blog sphere That's what they call it when you're a blogger And made friends online And they eventually became real friends That I now talk to on the phone And I see at conferences So it's very fun What equipment
0: do you use besides a pencil and a paper?
1: I mostly use my phone To take photos And to bring questions with me So that I can easily hold that And ask people questions Like you said, I use a paper to write down the answers, and then I also use my computer to type up the posts that I write.
0: How do you make people interested in your work? Like, how do you Mm -hmm. catch people's eyes?
1: The hardest part is getting people to keep coming back, but I think photos are very big in our society. Bright, happy, colorful, clear photos get people's attention, and then it might encourage them to read. A lot of times if you do lists or bullet points or numbers so 32 activities you can do with your toddler in the summer or something like that then it encourages people to read it
0: what kinds of things do you write about
1: i mostly write about local attractions touch a truck was here recently i went to that event with my daughter we go to connor prairie a lot they have an educational program for our children during the day called prairie Tikes. I've been to the zoo, I covered the Christmas lights there, so a lot of times it might be one entity, like the Children's Museum or Zoo, Conor Prairie, but then they might have something fun going on, so I'll go and cover that and experience it and then write about it.
0: What do you do when you mess up, like you interview the wrong person (laughs) or you make a mistake and you accidentally print it or something like that?
1: Well, I have yet to interview the wrong person, so that's good. Mm -hmm. Usually, I am set up with the person via my editor, so she will get in contact with the person at my location and set up a meeting time for us, so I don't have to accidentally interview Mm -hmm. the wrong person. (laughs) If I make a mistake in my writing, I write and then I send it to my editor and she reads it before they publish it so she'll read it and if there are any factual errors or spelling errors then she will fix them and let me know i also have my husband read them before i submit them because he is a writer so he catches my grammar mistakes
0: my personal favorite subject is literature too is
1: it okay
0: what advice do you have for kids who might want to do your job when they grow up
1: i would say to not be shy And don't be afraid to ask questions ever, no matter who it is, if they're an intimidating person or you think you won't get the answer you want, always ask questions because the worst that can happen is they'll say no. And I have gotten to do a lot of very, very cool things by just asking if I could have something or go somewhere and usually the answer is yes. So I would say just be brave and bold and always look at people in the eyes when you're talking to them so they know you're interested, and ask questions. First
0: question, do you have any questions for Elizabeth and me?
1: <laughs> well, I did just conduct an interview for Indie's Child, which you can link to or tell people about once but it's about, out.
0: But, like, about this interview?
1: This interview? I could ask you, have you interviewed any people besides me yet? Yes. Okay, who's, we ha- who have you interviewed? We used to
0: have a segment, well, we still do have a segment why do adults do this? And so we've interviewed both of the moms, and we've also interviewed my dad once.
1: I so like that segment accent. idea. I think that sounds really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, when we interviewed Ainsley's dad, we asked him all kinds of stuff, like, what's your favorite color, what's your favorite animal?
1: Your Was favorite that fun? Yeah. Did he like it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you interviewing me today. I really liked your questions, and I really love your podcast. I think a lot of people will like to listen to it.
0: I'm glad we can make it. Thank you. Thank you. you. That's the podcast for this week. Thanks for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Feel free to email us at somethingepicforkids at gmail.com. We'll try to answer your question on a future podcast. Special thanks to our guest this week, Shelley Bergman with Indie's Child magazine. On the same day we interviewed her, Mrs. Bergman interviewed us for an article in Indie's Child. You can see the article on their website, indie'schild.com. Stay tuned for our next podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or on our website, somethingepicforkids.com. This is Elizabeth. Ainsley is away this week, so on behalf of both of us, see you next time.